Vegan Podcast episode 91. Today I want to talk about some things that were are inspired, um, that got me thinking from when we did the street stall uh, yesterday. Emmy James is back in Auckland, um, hopefully for a long period, but it might we don't really know. But um, anyway, it's great to have her back. And on Tuesday we both went downtown and did our NZ Vegan street stall. And um, it was a bit rainy, which was unexpected, but we uh, still managed to get a lot of people stopped that day. It's interesting to think about that because um, sometimes we've been on really, really sunny days and been really quiet, but I was busy struggling with the plastic, trying to cover up all the pamphlets and the cupcakes, and somebody came over wanting a cupcake and wanting to talk, and... I was thinking, goodness, you picked a good time, but um, anyway, we talked to them, and we had really great experiences, but, but the ones I, one I want to talk about today is um, the um, a couple of people, I seem, think they might have been traveling together, they might be here for the Occupy movement, um, they were from, from overseas, and they were traveling around, and we were talking to them about veganism, and they were getting very, um, their biggest, uh, you know, they, they, they were really fixated on... Um, iPhones, especially one. Well, one of the people who stopped, out, out, they seemed to um, be uh, visiting at the same time because another person stopped and then they sort of met each other later. And we, I was tr- tr- talking to this one uh, person about veganism and nonviolence and things, and they were saying, Yeah, I'm a freegan. You know, they didn't use that word because it's a, I don't think that they knew that word. And I mean, they spoke very good English, but they didn't use that word. But that's what they were saying. They were freegan, which is when you eat. Anything that's free and, you know, if you find a steak in the dumpster that's still edible, you'll eat that um, because it's going to be thrown away anyway or something like that. And um, I was really trying to to talk about this this sort of the way of looking at other animals and respect and nonviolence. But they were really fixated on iPhones, specifically iPhones, and saying um, that people are so ignorant, they don't know how their iPhones are made, and people are dying, and, you know, it's terrible conditions, of, and, and I'm sure that they knew it was more than just iPhones, but they were really fixated on the iPhones, and they said they actually met some vegans who were overseas at a, at a camping site, and they were all on the beach or something, and then they were talking, and then they said, oh, and I, they pulled out their iPhone for this um this application, this vegan app, and she just lost it with them, like, what the hell, you know, you you say you're so, you know, aware, and look at this iPhone, somebody died to make that iPhone, and and, um, so I was saying, yeah, I said, look, you know, I'm really, really aware of what's going on, Um, as vegans, we are non-violent, so we oppose oppression, and most of us, um, all the the vegans that I know who I'm who are part of this movement that I'm part of are really trying hard to educate themselves and others about how to um, oppose this oppression we are aware of the conditions um, you know and I said you know but I just really want you I said look but can I please talk to you about this because what I wish I had asked them was and I just didn't think of it till later so if anybody encounters this please can you do this because I didn't think of it at the time because it was the first time I'd ever actually really had this kind of a conversation and I was grateful to meet someone so aware and so concerned I mean it was very nice to know that I wish I had asked I wish I had asked them if you found an iPhone would you use it 
I wish I'd asked, yeah, if you found an iPhone, would you use it? Or if somebody gave you an iPhone that, and that was otherwise just going to be thrown away. Or if they were, if they were going to give it to you and then if you didn't take it, they were going to sell it. What, would you take it and use it? And I'd never asked the question. I didn't ask the question, so I'll never know the answer to that unless I see that person again. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's a good one. A good thing to always ask people is always try to ask them a question that relates to, um, to, to, to the comparison to expose the speciesism um, in a way that makes them think. Um, but at the time, I, I didn't get a chance. But what, what they were saying was, they were saying, you know, somebody died for that iPhone. It's disgusting. How can you use that? And I thought, okay, um, pe people are being exploited very, very badly. And in fact, um, just I think today I saw the some uh, news, or was it yesterday, 150 Foxconn um, employees threatened suicide from the top. And if anybody listened to the latest This American Life um, podcast, Mr. Daisy Goes to China, I think it's called. I'll post a link. I'm so bad at remembering and getting my facts straight. But anyway, it's the latest um, This American Life podcast where he goes to the factory and he interviews some people and he meets a couple of kids who are 12 and 13 um, working at the factory. And then they have somebody from the other side saying, no, that's very uncommon or whatever. It's regulated or whatever, whatever. But what got me thinking about all this was um, when I was talking to the person and they were so, so aware and so outraged and I wanted to, and I, I, it was hard to get a chance to actually say, to sort of speak, um, but what I'd like to say is, you know, when you eat a steak, there is no doubt, I mean, zero, zero doubt that somebody died because that used to be part of somebody's body. <laughs> So they are dead. And um, the fact that you can sort of dismiss that and say, oh, well, it's going to go to waste, that's just speciesism. You just don't consider animals as persons. You're very concerned about human beings, anthropocentrism. Because when you eat, and, and you know, for those who don't know, when you drink a glass of milk, somebody died. The cow who gave that milk might not have died that day, but she's going to die. And her calf died or is going to die. I mean, there's death in every animal product. There is no such thing as an animal product that is doesn't involve harm. No such thing. So, um, anyway, so what I wanted to talk about today was because it got me thinking. Because I, it it does really the th and I and I came to this realization today. I was thinking about it all day. Um, because I had another another person came up who who was saying, oh, we, we know what about the you know this the what's happening in China, and I was like, yes, I'm aware of that. I buy secondhand clothes, and I was trying to say to them, that's great that you know about that, but you really need to consider these other things that you're doing, um, and make a statement about that. And as I've said before, and it's even brought even more home to me now that I'm really thinking about it, and today especially, is it's way more easy to avoid direct exploitation of animals, non-humans, when you're talking about somebody's flesh or somebody's skin or somebody's baby's milk or somebody's wool or somebody's feathers, or when you're talking about a rodeo or a zoo or um, uh, animal experimentation for lipstick or, or eyeshadow or something like that, that's that's direct exploitation, and that's really easy to actually avoid once you learn 
about the products and for us it's really really easy because we're not um in um you know we're not living we're not in a refugee camp where we're literally given food uh that uh, we have zero options apart from what is given us and we're homeless and we're you know all these kinds of things i mean you know people just let's keep it real i i'm on the streets of auckland and um, i'm trying to reach um the people in my community and through changing our communities we can change the world um and whether we like it or not we are responsible as consumers for a lot of the exploitation of all animals other animals humans as well we're the the most exploitative i'm not saying that other countries who are suffering drought or oppression wouldn't be equally exploitative given the chance because human beings at the moment nobody's vegan and we're very anthropocentric and we're um incredibly violent and all these things so i'm not saying that they're like some kind of saintly people that wouldn't do it if they had the chance but i'm saying they're not doing it we're doing it they're dying and starving and blah 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 so um i'm talking to people in my community and um, if you're traveling and you're coming from another country, well, you chose to get on that plane and come here. So I'm going to talk to you too. And I'm sorry if you had a couple of days of being hungry, but you chose to, you know, put on a backpack and go around the world. And that's what happens. I did it. And I know. And I've been hungry too. So anyway, um, I'm getting off track uh, as usual. So what, what, what brought it home to me was because when, I, when, I, when they kept saying this and I was thinking, okay, how can I get this person to um, focus uh, but it did, I had a hard time doing it. Um, but no, they said, well, like, we really support this. this. is a great thing. And they sort of was like, this is a really awesome message and all this kind of stuff. But they were still very kind of dismissive of it in a way because they were just like, I'm just going to eat whatever's given to me and stuff like that. I mean, they didn't really sort of take the time to sort of really consider that animals are persons. Um but it got me thinking, and so all day I was racking my brains, and I thought to myself, what is the problem? Like, what's killing me about this is because, like, with veganism, I mean, food, we all need food or we will die. And we need water and we need air. Um, and with veganism, somebody can say, what about cheese? There's vegan cheese. There's vegan yogurt. There's vegan food. You know, you don't... But when it comes to electronic devices, I don't know any, not one single one that doesn't involve this terrible exploitation that's happening in these factories and also in Africa for the, um, the, the trace, the minerals that they need for the components. It's cell phones, it's iPads, it's computers, it's um, iPods, it's what I was saying is, what I was like, it's not just iPhones. It's it's clothes, it's shoes, it's plastics, it's houseware, it's um, cookware, uh, telephones, any telephones. It's probably scissors. I mean, I mean, I can't think of any uh, lamps. You know, uh, light bulbs. I mean, all of these things that we use. Uh, w when it comes to non-humans, with regard to direct exploitation. The humans are not chattel property. The people don't have a right to kill them. We're not consuming their body parts. I mean, I'm not comparing 
what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to say here is that the thing that's been killing me ever since I started to learn about this stuff, because I'm very, I've been so ignorant all my life and I just didn't care about anything. And so it's only in the last few years and it's as I've been vegan and as I've been speaking with other vegans that I've learned about all these things that I didn't know about, about human exploitation. It's all my vegan friends who are posting these news about Foxconn and about SOPA although that's on the BBC as well. Um, I'm going to not publish this podcast until after the strike because I support, um, I'm against the um, Stop Online Piracy Act. Um, So I I joined the protest in my own way. I don't think that my website is um, big enough to shut down, but I'm certainly not going to post anything. um, In that time. But so yeah, I'm I'm against that as well. Um, But you know, these, these are all related. But what I was trying to think of is because, like, for example, myself, I happen to be using a phone that I got more than five or six or seven years ago. <laughs> Still going, thank goodness. And um, But I know now, I know what goes into all cell phones and, and all of them involve terrible exploitation. I, I the, the thing is, is that there's not one, I don't know any product, like I do know for veganism, like I can buy these these other things and I tell people these things they say what about this and I say there's vegan version what about that there's a vegan version then somebody comes and says what about iPhones and I'm like I don't know a non-exploitative version of any cell phones any computers so what do we do that you know when when people come to us and say like if somebody was ever to come to me and say um what about boiled eggs I would just have to say look go you have to go without (laughs) okay um, you just go without. but and, and then that seems to me to be the only option that I know of with regard to electronics. Unless you want to take part in that. So, you know, I learned about all this stuff. And my computer's from 2002. It's an Apple uh, Power Book, Titanium Power Book, the first Titanium Power Book. I got one of the, you know, right when it first came out. So there was, I mean, I hate to think of the conditions back then. I mean, supposedly they've slightly improved now. I mean, I hate to think of the conditions that went into making this computer that I'm using. And um, I've got a headphones on. That's goodness knows how that was made. And my mouse is a Logitech mouse. You know, I've got these um, hard drives. Um, I've got the inbox for my Pro Tools. Um, so ever since I sort of sort of found out about this, this stuff um, recently, about the truth, about, about what... The, the terrible exploitation that's involved in the, all these gadgets that we use. I was like, well, if my computer breaks, I'm just not getting another one. I'll just find something like, I don't know, like, because unlike a vegan thing, like where I say, well, I, I want I want a pizza. Oh, well, I can have a vegan pizza. You know, the only thing I can think of is like a boiled egg. It's like probably the only thing, maybe a fried egg that you don't have a vegan version. And so um, unless um, I can get, a because I don't want to contribute to that industry, so I buy sick. I mean, once I started to learn, I buy secondhand as much as I possibly can. Um, and like I said, and I think my last podcast, we have enough stuff on this planet without producing any more crap for everyone to have everything that they need and more if we would just redistribute it better. And then we could concentrate and, and we could all just like concentrate on producing the important things. And it would be a lot less if we didn't produce crap 
there would be they would be like what about all the jobs well you know what we'd be doing we'd be doing methods that would require a lot more time and because we'd be considering the environment and we'd be considering the beings around us and all we'd really be concentrating on producing is things that we need like food and shelter and clothing and we do it ethically and there would be plenty of jobs and recycling and I mean I you know there's 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 not uh, there's so many jobs that could be done if we just you know, we don't need to make all this crap and subject these people to, if you listen to the podcast by This American Life, this girl cleans um, one of the people that the guy interviewed outside the factory. I think she was one of the really young ones. She, I think it was iPads. It was her job to clean. It was either iPhones or iPads. She cleaned the screens. That was her job. And one of the really great things that he says in the podcast is that everything is handmade. Like, he was like, I want it to be handmade, like in the olden days. And um, he, he points that out, that it's all handmade, every single last little thing. There is somebody's hands doing that work, 16 hours a day, 20 hours a day, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day for little money. And it's scary. I mean, they've got security cameras and stuff. So while they're not chattel property as such, they're very, very oppressed, and it's a form of bondage in a way. Um, I mean, they can quit. I mean, they're not forced to work there, but they don't have a lot of other options, obviously, or they wouldn't be doing it. So, all these things. But that's that's what was killing me because when when you know when people talk to me about when people come up and say, um, yeah, well, I I I like meat because it's chewy or something, or I but I love my you know my fancy makeup or something. I'm like, here you go. There's a vegan version, you know, but when they say um, about electronic, you know, cell phones or computers and stuff, I just draw a blank as to what we can buy that doesn't support it. So um, I really want that to change. I mean, we, you know, we, there's got to be stuff that we can do. I mean, this can't go on. I mean, so I have zero interest in buying any of that stuff. Um, I, I, um, my phone still works. My cell phone is very old, but it's still getting there it does a job I don't need a new cell phone you know but if it breaks what am I going to do because unlike a vegan thing I don't see any alternative it's either go without or contribute to that exploitation and that's the 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 tough thing and obviously I don't need a cell phone to live um I don't need a computer to live it's the thing about that though is uh, this is how I network, this is how I produce the stuff for my advocacy materials, which I find to be a very worthwhile thing. It's very, you know, but, you know, I mean, when I go down to, to whatever company it is that I pay to do my printing, all those printers and photocopiers that I'm using, I guarantee that there's just the same amount of exploitation in each of them. So it's like we are given no alternative. So that what can we do? We have to do. We have to be able to do something. Please, can you please help me? <laughs> can we figure this out? Because I can't stand it. It just kills me. I don't know. What am I supposed to say to people? And we just all. And then if we all just stop buying everything, like say everybody just boycotts all that stuff. Um, will that work? Or will all the factories close down and then all those people? have no job at all um, and I'm not saying that it's 
their job is good or worthwhile. But I mean, what you know, what do we do? And and I think that the answer when it comes to human exploitation of non-slaves, like obviously the sex slave industry is is chattel slavery issue. Um, uh, but the kind of exploitation that we're talking about here is exploitation of workers, exploitation, you know, child labor. Um, obviously in the coffee and the chocolate industry it's slave labor so it's zero you know they aren't getting paid i don't think their chattel property is in such that they can be killed although i don't know for all i know they are i mean these are the things so it's like i mean even with coffee and chocolate there's fair trade you know there's and and although now they're starting to say that even that label you have to be careful and you have to really investigate but there's there's things investigating that but when it comes to electronics at the very least because cookware i'm i tr- i've i mean i don't know like i bu- i i now i i i don't buy just i just it's so hard to just i buy i buy everything second hand and when i bought like a new thing i saved up money and i bought this thing made in italy it's this beautiful pan that i can make pancakes in it costs 180 dollars believe it or not but it's worth it i saved up for ages and i got it and i was like it's made in italy but you know i don't know what's going on in italy i mean they have they have immigrants from north africa and italy that they exploit i mean i it's just like what what can we you know we have to some we what can we do we gotta do something there's no alternative at the moment it's exploitation or don't have the product it's the way i see it and I, I'm a very low um, consumer of, and luckily, um, things like that are really easy to find secondhand. Um, cake, cook, cookware, for example, like I bought a, a handheld mixer from someone who was having a garage sale. So I felt comfortable buying it secondhand. It, otherwise, it was it's going to be garbage. And, um, you know, and this is different from a steak because it's not somebody's body parts. Okay, it's not... A, a piece of a chattel slave's body parts. So it's, um, you know, I, I, I would never eat a steak out of a dumpster. I'm sorry. But, um, and apart, also the health reasons, obviously. But no, I just won't do it any more than I would eat a human flesh that I found lying around, you know. I see, oh, anyway, I don't want to get off topic. So, yeah, so that's the way I see it as like, but then when it comes to like, say, say my. F- cell phone breaks and you know my dad or my brother or my mother are like oh we really want you to have one because we need to text you or whatever which you know I think they'll be fine without it I have a home phone but say my home phone breaks um I'm not fooling myself that it's only cell phones I mean it's electronics I mean it could be more I mean but when it comes to electronics I bought a refurbished phone last time is what I did because my home phone did actually break my home phones are not in the best um uh uh, shape. Um, I've got my dad's old phone and that's kind of dying, but um, I I bought this um, refurbished phone because I'm really, really conscious of trying to buy. But like, if my computer dies, I'm going to buy hopefully a secondhand one. I don't know. But the thing with electronics is like right now, for example, like they just keep cheating you because my um, computer now, they've made it so like on, um, I think it's Facebook and this and I'm not saying this to be like, oh, complaining, like, oh, I really need this thing to live. I don't need this thing to live, but this just stresses sort of what they do to you when it comes to electronics. Um, they make it redundant. In New Zealand, in fact, televisions, the entire country, you won't be able to use the the old televisions. Like, they literally won't work. I don't know if this happened in America as well. They literally won't work. You have 
to buy a new television. It's like you just can't watch it. Now, I don't have a television. I don't want a television. And I actually loathe television pretty much. But I'm saying that the people who do live off television or want televisions are, if they want to have that, which they do, they're actually forced to buy this new television. It's an LED or something. But the whole system is changing. So the digital input to the TV is like incompatible. So the entire, and all I can think of is they're just, you know, they're creating all these new TVs and these factories are going to be there and goodness knows how they're made. They're all LEDs and stuff. They're probably all made in this city in China that the guy was talking about in the podcast. I mean, I don't know. And, you know, everybody's going to buy one and then all the other TVs are going to become waste and garbage and pollutants. This is what we do. And, and, um, and so like, for example, my computer, my, um, platform is, I've still got Tiger because that was given to me for free. Otherwise I'd still have whatever it was, Panther. I mean, you know, I just, you know, whatever, but, the Flash, like I can't watch videos on Facebook now because I have to download this new version of Flash, but my computer just like it stopped. It's like, no, we're done with you guys. You have to upgrade. Like you have to upgrade to the new platform. But my computer's too small. Like the hard drive's too small and too slow. And so they're trying to get me to buy a new computer. And the cell phones is the same. So I'm, I'm resisting and luckily everything's still working. And like I say, if my computer does die, I'm gonna have to. Cho- I'm gonna face a choice, a tough choice, because for me it's either exploitation or nothing. So I'm. Lo- I'm gonna look to buy second hand. That's what I'm gonna do. So I don't know how much luck I'm gonna have. I don't know if there is such a thing as second hand computers. I'll look on Trade Me, which is the New Zealand version of eBay, for thing. You know, because I do want to keep doing my podcast and and networking and and getting my um, getting my flyers and stuff out there. But I mean, either way, I'm using the equipment because I'm printing out the flyers, you know, and stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, so this is what kills me about this one. And, it's, and when I talk to people, I, I try to say to them, you know, you, you really get it on so many levels. You just need to realize that you can eliminate a vast, overwhelming majority of violence and direct exploitation from your life. I mean, if you're that concerned about it, you have to be vegan. I mean, otherwise, it's just unbelievable hypocrisy and blindness and and like tunnel vision i mean like talk about like not seeing the elephants in the room as they say oh yeah so it was there was my thoughts today and i just was killing myself trying to and i'm and the problem with me is like i'm so sort of i mean the only reason i kind of know anything that's going on is because i went vegan and i suddenly like had to i had no choice i had to learn all this stuff um but like, I don't, like, I don't, um, I don't know, like, I haven't read the food bill, the New Zealand food bill, I've started to read it, there's this terrible thing happening in New Zealand with this food bill, and I'm, I want to combat that too, I don't want that to go through, I, I want to put my vote there, you know, I want to, when it comes to human exploitation, and when it comes to government stuff, it's like, we supposedly have all these laws in place, and we supposedly have all this stuff that we can do, unlike animal exploitation, because as long as they're property, those welfare laws and all that stuff, they mean nothing, and I just beg people to read Gary Francione's work, Animals, Property, and the Law, I finally got it, at, we finally got it at the Auckland, Li- at the Auckland Library, and um, now I have to say that the first couple of chapters were a challenge for me. It's 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 legal speak, and I had to read each paragraph twice. Some of them three times. So I'm only I'm just get, I'm um basically about a quarter of the way through the book. Um, but I'm getting to um 
into um I almost want to say I just keep wanting to post quotes about it um <laughs> on my computer um so other people can read these things I mean you know I wish I I'm going to go I'm just going to get the book just one moment Okay I'm back what I wanted to read um, there's so much to talk about as usual, like, especially reading this book is just, again, it's just like, oh my gosh, you just, it's just so worth it. But, um, page 112, Rights and Legal Welfareism, uh, well, I've got the soft copy, um, by, um, I've got the, um, Temple University Press, copyright 90, 1995, uh, it was reprinted in 2007 with correction, so this is the 2007, um, soft, uh, uh, paper, soft copy of Animals, Property and the Law, page 112, Rights and Legal Welfareism, and, um, he says, uh, Gary Francione says that um, at the outset of this chapter, this is the bottom of 112, at the outset of this chapter, I mentioned the argument advanced by some that virtually any position on animal protection, including that level of, predict of protection currently provided to animals under the law, may be couched in rights terminology. As Robert Garner would say, they have the right not to suffer. So I'm sure that he's one of these proponents. And I really wonder if he really needs to reread this book. So for example, this, this is continuing. This is now page 113, continuing. For example, the Animal Legal Defense Fund maintains that a law that prohibits exploitation in quotes, exploitation, cruelty, neglect, and abuse, end quote, can be said to create a right of humane treatment. In part two of this book, I demonstrate that anti-cruelty laws have little, if anything, to do with rights. For now, I argue as a general matter that any type of, quote, right, unquote, to humane treatment is not really a right at all, although the right may, on first glance, appear to be similar to a claim right. He talks about, this is legal speak, so he talks about claim rights and, um, uh, let's see, respect rights, respect-based rights and policy-based rights, and he talks about um, goal-based, right-based and duty-based theories of political systems. I mean, this is all, it's all very, 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 um, very worth a while read, and he, and when he talks about goal-based, he says there can be no doubt that our legal treatment of animals is goal-based. Um, in other words, um, Goal-based theory takes some goals such as, quote, improving the general welfare, quote, as fundamental, whereas a right-based theory takes a right such as the right to liberty as fundamental, and a duty-based theory takes a duty such as the duty to obey God, for example, as fundamental. So there can be no doubt that our legal treatment of animals is goal-based. But when he talks up here about... Um, Okay, so when going, sorry, I'm going back to 113, and I just please read Gary Francione's work. Please read Gary Francione's work. Every single person who hasn't done it yet. I mean, I know I'm late. I know there's people who've like read it backwards and forwards and and all that stuff. But it's like it's never too late, um, and not enough people have. Uh, so anyway, so but what, going on from where he argues as a general matter that any type of right to humane treatment is not really a right at all, he says um, the putative holder. And I don't know what putative means, and I need to look it up. But anyway, 
the putative holder is not really empowered to seek any particular type of treatment and the supposed right does not in any manner serve to protect any animal interests that cannot be traded away for consequential reasons. All that this supposed right, quote, entitles animals to is to have animal interests balanced against the human interests. That's why Gary Francione always talks about that. You're balancing this balance between the property owner and the property. Read it. Okay, um, continuing. That is the right, quote, to humane treatment does not prohibit any type of conduct. Okay, I'll read that again. The right to humane treatment, the so-called right, does not prohibit any type of conduct, so just use your imagination, um, or entitle animals to be regarded as ends in themselves. It does not require that they be regarded as ends in themselves. Their means to an ends, their property. Property has no rights. Sorry, that was me ad-libbing. Um, going back to the book, rather the, quote, right entitles animals to be treated merely as a means to human ends in determining whether particular animal use constitutes, quote, exploitation, cruelty, neglect, and abuse, unquote. And this is just another way of saying that animals are, quote, entitled, unquote, to the benefit of a balancing process that will invariably tip in favor of the human interests and against the animal interests. I, I hope that that made sense with me reading it and all my emotion and my ad-libbing didn't take away from it. But just read the book, um, buy it, borrow it loan it from the library so anyway I got off track but um, yeah I'm having a great time reading that book it's so educational um, and um, it was written in 1995 um, so there you go we are now in 2012 and uh, people are still promoting welfare so it just blows my mind but what are you going to do Anyway, so yeah, so I just wanted, um, I just wanted to share those thoughts about this, um, about this problem with this, with these gadgets and just everything that we use. I mean, I'm looking at pins, I'm looking at my nail clippers that I've got here. Um, I mean, what, what, what can we, what really can we do? We must do it. I want to know. Uh, in the meantime, all I do is what, what I, I, I try to learn from others and I try to buy second hand and I try to join any legislature that, that, I, that, that, that people are putting out there. And I'm going to talk in my next podcast. Well, no, not my next podcast because I'm going to have a special guest in my next podcast. But the podcast after, which was going to be today's podcast, except that I met these people at the street store yesterday and I had to just get this out. And I'm going to talk about petitions. Okay, because it's that was something that I've I've actually even written notes and I never do that. I was scribbling these notes. I'm like, oh, I have to talk about this. Um, so that'll be um, in a couple of weeks. But um, so finishing off today, just I really would appreciate any feedback. Um, I I want to learn. And then before I got distracted and got enough in this big tangent, what I say the problem about me is like it's hard for me to kind of um, focus and 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 I I get overwhelmed with politics doesn't stick in my brain um i get i get mixed up with with facts um because to me 
the facts like animal use is wrong and things, they're sort of so inherent. But facts such as what does SOPA stand for or how many people were trying standing on the top of uh, Foxconn. And I looked it up and it was 150 and I'll post a link. But, you know, I, I, I get my facts mixed up, numbers, I get those mixed up. So when it comes to sort of uh, legislature of 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 reading this food bill, for example, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know how bad it's going to be, how to stop it. I want to do whatever I can, you know, non-violently um, to oppose that. And, and I kind of, I don't know what to do because I, I literally feel like when it comes to veganism, I, I'm in control of what I do with regard to that. Um, um, I don't have to go hungry. I know that. And I really don't think anybody in my country, unless they're really in a bad way, which there are people, I'm not going to deny it. Um, uh, have to go hungry or have to do without, you know, the the things they need. Um, but when it comes to other things that I use, like the, the my telephone and stuff to call my mother, or I mean, I, those are the things where where I I freeze because I'm like, there's no alternative. I don't know any ethically produced telephones or any ethically produced electronics. And like I say, I bought a refurbished phone. You know, that's what I try. So that's the way I kind of do that stuff. But I'd really like to know and be educated. But I'm very ignorant about it, and I need, I need to be spoken to in a very simple way um, about it. So I have problems getting my head around it and policies and stuff in the food bill. I mean, obviously there's corruption. There's just this corruption. I feel so helpless when it comes to that kind of stuff because like nobody can force me to go to the supermarket and buy cheese, but I feel. Like there are these forces beyond my control when it comes to the government and stuff like that. I just feel the corruption is so inherent and so they're just the one percent are just so corrupt and they're just in control of everything. You know, it's so interesting. I met this amazing guy yesterday. Um, drove me crazy because he totally got it and he's just like, I know I'm doing the wrong thing. He's I know I should be vegan. Um, because somebody else was trying to say, what about wool? And he actually defended, I was trying to tell them, they were like, they don't get hurt. And I was like, and they said, when they're, when they're getting their hair cut or shaved or whatever, they're, they're not getting hurt. And I was like, well, first of all, they do, they get cut by the shears and things like that. But I was like, they're terrified. And the person kind of rolled their eyes like, big deal, you know what I mean? But the other guy was broken and he's like, yeah, I mean, he said, listen, what she's trying to say, he said, look. And he totally took over the conversation. He was great. He was like, if the sheep's going to walk over there and stand there quiet and you, and you, sh- and you shave her, but she doesn't do that. She's running. She wants to get away because she doesn't like it. And then the guy, um, he actually did a better job than me. And the guy, the other guy really didn't have anything to say. But then he was talking about, um, he was talking about how back, you know, back, back in the day, um, uh, there was the barter system, right? And then that was taken over by money, um, uh, coin, which was tangible, right? And then became notes. And he said, now it's electronic money. Now it's forget it. You have no control. And I knew that like inherently a long time ago, money is just numbers on a screen controlled by the very rich, the 1%. And I want this revolution to to happen and I want this exploitation to stop. And I don't know, that is where I feel helpless and overwhelmed. Like when people are like, oh, it's so overwhelming being, you know, I can't give up cheese. I'm like, oh, for goodness sake, you know, just buy vegan cheese or learn how to make nutritional yeast. But when it comes to like, 
everything I use, and even if you talk just the bare necessities, even if you just talk enough to prepare your food and to shelter yourself and to shelter your body, um, uh, and obviously, like we know about the the terrible sort of environmental destruction of our production methods of of even vegan products and things like that, of course, because the world isn't vegan. So all of those that I, that makes me feel helpless. Like I I hate that. I hate the fact that there's animal products and tires and the buses when I get the bus. You know, I just those kind of things. But when it comes to the politics and when it comes to these, what's happening with all that, all the products that we use, and um, even, oh my gosh, and I heard on the BBC about what's happening in the Horn of Africa. It's just that famine is being caused by um, just, I'm going to try to find some information and post a link to that because I was, I caught it, I was just listening and, and I heard a, a woman, an advocate, talking about what was going on there. And then they did an interview with a guy whose mother she was in a country where they are going heading into famine and it's all this major news and everybody's saying oh we need to give them money we need to aid these people and they need you know help and what's really going on is they're being forced out of the land where they could grow their own food and companies are buying it forcing them out and using and growing the food to to ship to the to to us to us, when I say us, I mean the West, you know, New Zealand, places, countries like America, England, you know, um, Canada, Australia, maybe China. I mean, uh, you know, countries where we're buying these things, or maybe other rich African countries. I'm sorry, I think I might be distorting the mic because I'm so. Um, my, I was just today was just one of those days where I did get very overwhelmed thinking about about that because that's the kind of stuff that, you know, and I think, okay, um, what. What can I do about that? I know what I can do to be vegan. It's so easy. And it's so rewarding and you can just do it. But what can I do about what they're doing to those people in Africa? And what all of these products in these countries, these poor countries, these people, you know, just these horrific conditions. And it's not as simple, I don't think. Um... As because, um, like, I guess I'm luckier because I'm, I've now got everything I need. Um, and I, the only other things I think I really need is like baking tins, and I'm going to buy those secondhand. But it doesn't mean that I'm not, it doesn't mean I, can, I don't need to think about it and um, that I don't want to do something about it. It doesn't mean that I don't want to do something about it with regard to making it stop. I know how to remove myself from it um i won't buy those things and i'll buy second hand and i'll and i'll and if i can find ethically produced that are you know you know i i'll i'll buy those things and if they're more expensive i'll save the money and i'll i mean i've done without them until now i'll do without them you know whatever it is that it may be that come up or whatever but I want to stop that too. Like the way that I'm combating animal, the exploitation of non-human animals and the violence that we're inflicting on those and violence in general is by promoting non-violence. I mean, I'm actively doing that and I and I feel it's very, very worthwhile. But when it comes to these human rights issues with regard to these ones where that we're all complicit in, that's where I, and I want to say to people, yes, you can do this and I don't know what, what we can do. What can we do? You know, how can we stop this New Zealand government from bringing in this food bill? How can we stop the 1% of the world from doing what they're doing to the 
of which I am part of the 99%, but I'm certainly not part of the probably the 90 that are really suffering and suffering, the ones who are making all the products that we use or the ones who are being displaced from their homes so that we can have you know this stuff, this abundance of stuff. When I go to our supermarket, the abundance of stuff that we have, you know, five of everything, and the people that I've spoken to who do dumpster diving, they just say it's just, you would just be disgusted at the amount of food that they throw. And I already knew that anyway because I worked in a restaurant I've worked in many restaurants, and we threw away more food than we sold, no doubt about it. It's just disgusting, but yeah, so I'd love, you know, if anybody hears this plea, just, because what I, I keep seeing the stories put out there, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, and it's everything that we all use, and then I say, okay, so, but what are we going to do about it? Where is the, you know, what, where is the solution? Because when I, when I saw the, when I saw the stuff that was happening to non-human animals, there was this beautiful solution, veganism. And it was like my salvation, it was like the oasis. And I would see these horrible, when I used to watch these awful videos, which I don't do anymore, but I used to do it in the very beginning. And I remember they watched this video, I was, I was just crying so hard. And then at the end of the video, they they showed all this vegan stuff. I think I've talked about this before. And it was, there it was. And I... It was the answer, you know? And I know that there's an answer to what we're doing, to all the stuff that we're doing. Um, you know, we just, you know, they, they, you know, don't, don't consume so much. Um, you know, we need to educate people about consumption. But the tangible thing, like, there's, because, because we do actually, slavery is outlawed, and because we do have enough of the population of the world, I think, to actually care. Otherwise, these stories wouldn't be getting out there and people wouldn't be getting outraged. But they're still buying the products, aren't they? And saying, oh, you know, shrugging their shoulders because it's like, well, if I don't buy an iPhone, I'm going to buy a Motorola. And it's the same anyway, you know. There's no uh, thing. And it's like, we have to do, you know, we have to, we cannot allow this to go on to these people. And um, I'd really love some advice So um, of, of things I can do. Um, I don't want to feel helpless. I don't want to feel this feeling of, of um, disempowerment. I, when I look at the Occupy movement, my heart swells. And then I think, what, what, exact, what is going to come of it? There's a bunch of tents on a field. What is, and I ask the people, what are you guys actually do and then one of the things that one of the people said to me yesterday which was really cool the same person who was really outraged about the iPhones and who was um, talking about dumpster diving and stuff was that they are people are sharing ideas and talking about these things and I mean that's better than nothing um, sharing information sharing knowledge that's what we do um, but I don't know I don't know if anybody else feels the same way about this maybe I'm so uninformed I would love it if I would get people writing to me who listen to this and be like duh you know do this <laughs> you know where have you been like come on and I, I will take it like please just tell me help me out I want to know I don't want to be part of it I don't want to be part of any exploitation of anybody I don't want to be part of any violence or discrimination or exploitation and it just infuriates me that you know my only is either don't exist or exploit somebody. I don't like those options. So um, I'd really love to know uh, what to do. Um, 
So, uh, like I say, I may be on the market for a second-hand recycled computer one day because my computer is going to die. It's it's inevitable. It's it's on its last legs. Um, or I just will, uh, uh, you know, unless I can get something that I'm comfortable with, then my podcast will end for that moment, and then I'll go back to it later. So there's a heads up. It's just yeah, I just can't do it. It's just no. I'd like to know what 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 else I can do, um, just in my actions, um, and and if there's any materials I can give out that have a solution and that have information, I'll give those out at the street stall as well. I mean, I I'm I want to give out you know, I, I my table's just really small, but um, I'd love to sort of have stuff to give out. But then you know, it's like I'm gonna print it out some from some computer somewhere. <laughs> it's just like. We have to just come, you know. There's, we must be able to make this. We must be able to make this stop. Those people need jobs. Um, we must be able to, you know, the one percent is getting richer and richer and richer. And these people, it's that's what it's all about. It's this, it's the electronic money. The guy yesterday put it, hit it right on the head with the electronic money. He said once that happened, it was all over. Forget it. The one percent. They got what they wanted. It's just a dr- they just do whatever they want now. Because it's just numbers on a screen that they control. And um, you know who are they? And what can we? The weird nine. Where it's ninety nine percent of the world. We got it. I remember. I think it was my second podcast ever. I was like telling people about. I was like, stop giving them your money. You know. I mean, when it comes to these kinds of things, that's why I talk to other consumers. I don't talk to the farmers. I talk to the people who buy the products. And I think that we still do have some control. We we have to know how to use it. We have to know how to stop giving them our money, allowing them to take our money and take all the money and make these people you know, work for 70 cents an hour. Well, they have billions of dollars. There's got to be, we we just must be able to do something. All of us. So, let's do it. Um, And in the meantime, be vegan. Obviously. Yeah, so... I don't even feel like I resolved anything. I don't feel like usually after I do a podcast, I feel uh, like I've had a therapy session. But I'm in just as much turmoil now as I was when I began this podcast. And I don't want to create turmoil in people. I I don't want people to listen and have turmoil created. So that's not my intention. And I apologize if that ever happens. But I I was given this. I was having this conversations with people and. This person was just so passionate and so upset about iPhones, and I, and I, what what got me thinking today was because I didn't get really a chance to say to her, but I wanted to say, you know what? It's not just iPhones. I said I wanted to say it's the, it's the plastic containers, it's the wine glasses, it's bottles, it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's 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 your forks. I mean, it's your lampshades. I mean, I can't think of anything that's, I just can't. It's just everything. It has to be. I'm sure it is. 
um, well, maybe not everything, but I wanted to say to her, you know, do you have a phone at all? Any phone at all? Because <laughs> if you do, you're just as part of it. it. Might not be an iPhone, but don't kid yourself. Um, but I didn't ask um, because I was so busy trying to talk to her about veganism and try to say, you know, look, you know, I understand all this and yes, we need to fight that. But in the meantime, just be vegan, you know, start there, you know. And I and I tried to say that and I said the minimum thing that you need to do is to be vegan. And, and I, I tried really hard. I did. But I'm grateful to the I'm grateful to everyone that I have because I learned from every single time no matter what whether it's a bad experience or a good experience I learn and this wasn't a bad experience it was it was sad for me because but I but I don't have give up hope I mean at at the end I th- I mean I do think that something got through and yeah it's it's interesting we um, when you meet you meet so many people every when you do this and and you learn so much but um I'll never I mean no matter who it is or what they're saying I always relate it back to veganism and it's all related if you care about the people at Foxconn, um, because of the way they're being exploited, um, then you need to be vegan, <laughs> because, uh, just, uh, imagine what it's like to be a slave, a real slave, where your body is the, is the product, your life is the product, you're literally your body parts and your life. So read Gary Francione's work if you haven't done it, because then you can make sense of the welfareist arguments and you don't get stumped by them. You know, I'm also going to do, I'm I'm going to do this, okay, I'm not going to get started now because it's already been an hour, but there's, I've got so much to sew, <laughs> just gets it all, anyway, so I've got, I've got a lot to say about, I've had a few thoughts lately that Maybe I haven't even said them before, so that'll be new, but I'm probably repeating myself at this point. Um, eventually, I should probably just stop doing the podcast because it's probably just going to be end up. I, mean, I think I repeat myself during the podcast at least five or six times, and then I'm going to start repeating entire topics, and then it'll just be like, yeah, time to stop. <laughs> but not yet because I've got more to say, so... Um, as long as my computer is continuing to work, I will do this. And yeah, anybody who can just help me out, send me some links, send me some information. Anyway, um, thanks for listening as always. And thank you to everyone who not only educates me and everyone about veganism and really wonderful, useful tools and articles, wonderful articles there's a really good article that was written by Maya Schleyen, um, who's a wonderful advocate, and her blog is The Vegan Pensieve. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but it's um, theveganpensieve.wordpress.com, and she wrote an article about eggs, which I thought was just really well written, because I will say to you that one thing you need to uh, get straight, if you do a street saw, in my experience, and Emmy and William can back me up on this, is at least once or twice a day, every time you do it, you're going to have, and sometimes almost every person, but what about if the chickens are in my backyard and I just take the eggs? I'm so serious. Like everybody says that. And especially in countries like here where lots of people do have that, there's people up the road from me who have chickens in their backyard and I live in the central city. So it's very common in New Zealand because we have big backyards and you know people do that. So you're going to, maybe not so much, I don't know, maybe not so much in New York City, you'll get it, but 
I've countered that question so many times and it drives me crazy because um, it's really not the point. But anyway, this article by Maya I found really, really useful. Um, just It's a very good article and, and I learned a lot. And I actually sent someone there to read it. I said, go and read this article. So I'll post that as well. But anyway, I just want to thank all of you. And, and I also want to really thank everyone who's educating me and people like me about these human rights issues that we're very ignorant about, the sort of the, the blind consumerism that we engage in buying things that things like that the the things that we kind of the luxury items and things they're not made out of body body parts of animals but that doesn't mean that there's not exploitation involved and i just am so grateful for those who do have their fingers on the pulse the people who who really sort of investigate the real stories the underground stories and get them out there as well as the ones who do put the mainstream stories out there um on facebook where people like me you know that's the only news source <laughs> for them so I mean, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't know, have a clue what uh, anything that's going on. I'm ashamed to admit it, but it's true. I don't have a TV, and I don't read the paper, and that's it. I just go on Facebook to post, um, to share information. So, there you go. It's, I don't know, and here I am again talking about this, you know, something that comes from computers, you see? You see what I mean? So, yeah, I just, I really love it if we could really do something about this so whatever I can do non-violently that doesn't compromise my ethics and that doesn't compromise veganism obviously I will do so yeah thanks to you for waking me up all of you and for helping me so that when I meet someone on the street who thinks that I don't know have a clue about these things and who thinks that I'm only caring about pigs and chickens or something like that, I can look them in the eye and say, actually, we're really concerned and we really want to make a difference and we are aware of this, you know, we are not disregarding this at all. It's very much a part of what we do, you know, rather than sort of, you know what I mean? Like, I'm grateful because if it wasn't for all of you, I might have just looked her and her and said, well, I don't really know what you're talking about. So it's very, it's it's good. You need to, you know, believe me, you need to um, have these this knowledge in order for in order to um, stand up for for all injustice. Otherwise, you will not have the information that you need to to show to people that you're really sincere and that you really um, you really mean it. That you really are genuine when you say I'm opposed to all discrimination and all exploitation and all oppression and all violence and if you're really well educated it's um you can actually show people that it's possible to live this way and um and you and you admit I mean I never say I'm perfect I mean as soon as people say you know well nothing's perfect I'm like I never said I was there is no way I'm, I'm not sitting here saying I'm perfect and they relaxed a little bit but knowledge is power so let's just keep sharing it and see what we can do about it so anyway i've blabbed on enough and thanks so much for listening and i'm i'm not going to post this podcast out of solidarity for the stop online piracy act so this podcast i will post um after that strike is over and in the meantime everyone um stay well and um let's um let's keep it going thanks so much for listening i'll be back bye